Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Um Actually Comics. My name is Tristan, and I am joined today, for the first time, <laughs> as the last time, <laughs> by Bob. First and last. First and last and only. Uh, Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. How's it going? It's going great. You just sold me uh, a comic I've been looking for for a really long time, and I'm very, very excited nice. about it. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if that is that the first appearance of Cosmo the Critter. It is not the first appearance of Cosmo the Critter. It is the first post Jack Kirby issue uh, yes. of Challengers of the Unknown, which makes it the first Bob Brown illustrated yep. issue of Challengers of the Unknown. And uh, Challengers of the Unknown is literally the greatest comic book of all time. <laughs> and as much as I, I, I would never want to be de- denigrate Kirby, it is so much better after he left. <laughs> I can't get over like how entertaining that comic is, and the fact that I now own I, my goal for one through <laughs> nine through sixty three is now like one of the. Old, I mean nine. This is like one of the oldest ones. It's definitely yep. one of the pricier ones. Yep. So <laughs> you got I got it. it for a good price. Nice. Yep. <laughs> gotta buy those cheapy ones. Which is good. Um, I mean, up until this point, uh, prior to hitting record, this this was going to be an entirely dinosaurs based podcast. Right? <laughs> We had pretty much just been talking about the uh, baby and uh, how you gotta love him and uh, and how he's not the mama and he's not the mama, but now we're going to talk about comic books and toys as well. Yes, because you know what? I'm going to include that now because fucking a, we got a lot of them. Should we cha- should we change the title to um actually comics and toys and some other shit that comes <laughs> in? Because I'm we should just call it um actually product. Um actually, oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm actually Walmart. Um. No, uh, but I am going to eventually be, uh, I'm going to start carrying Blu-rays because I love outdated technology that nobody buys. Nice. So yeah. uh, I'm going to start carrying cult stuff because I want it and I think it would be fun. So whatever. Sick. I'm contacting Vinegar Syndrome tonight. I'm sending them an email and being like, I need an account now. Get me an account. I need to carry sleazy, gross horror movies. Nice. Let's do it. Uh, and yes, you just need to thing. sell like box, box bag, like brown paper bags of things that just say eighteen plus <laughs> grab bag. We do actually have so much eighteen plus crap that I don't know what to do with. Yeah, it's, you do. That is such a confusing thing that I'm like, I don't know what to do with this shit. The submarket of stuff within that realm that I actually want to own is pretty low for <laughs> for me. I'm just like, ooh, some of this stuff. Yeah, of course, it's all it's all horrifying. Yeah. Some of well, it. not some all of, it, of it. I mean, some of it's just filth, which are you know. One of these days, filth, I am going to read Giant Shanda Animal Comics number one that you have in the in the back issue bin. I'm uh, I'm actually kind of curious. I mean, uh, it, Shanda, I assume is a panda. Shanda is a panda. Yep. And her comic is called Giant Shanda Animal <laughs> uh, Annual, maybe. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you'd think that. If you're going to make a sexualized furry comic, you would choose an animal that has sex, where, <laughs> where pandas, literally the one thing they're known for is not being able to have sex. Yeah. That is literally like one of their defining characteristics. The cover of the one that you have is like her singing in a rock band. Yeah, but that not that always the deal? Wasn't that the deal with, uh, no, Omaha Cat Dancer was a fucking dancer. She was a dancer. <laughs> a tiny dancer, in fact. She was a dancer. She was a romancer. Uh, I was a Capricorn and she was a Cancer. Yes. Uh, Good job. Thank you. I'm trying to, <laughs> trying to remember my fancy kiss lyrics. Um, uh, that's why I didn't know what it was. Because <laughs> it's great. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. All right, let's talk Ooh, about comics. comics and not talk about Kiss songs. Because I don't want you to fire me because I don't like Kiss. The, I would never, I would never get upset at someone for not liking Kiss. My my opinion I'm on Kiss still, is formed entirely by seeing them live. The first time I heard I'm Kiss was the first time I saw them live. That I can enjoy Kiss yeah. <laughs> in any facet. I know that a lot of people do, yes. and I try not to yuck others' yums. No, but I just uh, had like a traumatic like first Kiss hearing experience. Understandable. I mean, so did I. <laughs> I heard Kiss. And I was like, ah. <laughs> oh no, what is this? Uh, and basically, I heard it and I was like, this is the worst shit I've ever heard in my life. How could anyone like this? And then I was like, this shit is hilarious. Yeah. And then I was like, this shit is really fun and it rocks and I like it. And oh no, <laughs> I'm a Kiss fan. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some of it's totally unforgivably sexist, but uh, as a rock band, eh. I like them. Yep. Uh, anyway, uh, this is not the Kiss podcast. Uh, this is the I'm Actually Comics podcast, and we're going to talk about comics. But first, what about those gigantic Nightmare on Elm Street Freddy's Revenge <laughs> I Freddy's? Just, I just happened to look up at that just now, and for some reason mm-hmm. I didn't see it before. Yes, that is a one-quarter scale Freddy Krueger from Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, and it comes shipped in the crazy doorway box which you may remember from the Elm Street house. Yes. Where uh, Nancy's mother was pulled through, was turned into a hilarious uh, blow-up oh, yeah. doll and then pulled through the window yes. in a scene that looked great in VHS but then uh, <laughs> the DVD conversion once things got uh, got clearer that scene did not hold up. Yeah. Uh, but great. These figures are awesome. Comes with obviously the removable part of his brain where he says, you've got the body, and I've got the brain, and pulls his skull off, uh, <laughs> and, yeah, some other great stuff. So, yes, love that thing. Uh, we've got Abe Sapien, Dark and Terrible Trade Paperback Volume 1 out. Ooh. And we have Above Snakes, number five of five, wrapping up the... This is going to be a great the, trade. Yeah, uh, the surprisingly good... Uh, psychedelic, psychedelic revenge, revenge cowboy Western. revenge yeah, yeah. fantasy uh with yeah like i don't know i above snakes is great it's um i actually what was i still the, don't know what the title means it's the name of the town uh i still don't know how it's, you would name a town above snakes i don't know either but that's the deal i think but the people who made this sean lewis and hayden sherman also made a comic book called Gurkadurk. <laughs> it's great. not called Gurkadurk. It's called The Few, and then they have another comic called Thumbs. I don't know if you've heard of those. Thumbs. Uh, yeah, Thumbs was great. I have not. I don't remember them. Yeah, it was. That was a really. That was a weird one. I can't actually remember what it was about. I just remember the covers really clearly. Mm. Well, um, they're they're good. I love the coloring on Above Snakes, and uh, I do. There's a uh, there's a fantastic. Uh, climactic battle kind of thing that goes on in this one that I was oh, like nice. ooh, little injury to the eye spoiler everybody loves motif. that <laughs> uh, if you're into those we all love somebody getting their eye gouged out oh man it's a thing that people are obsessed with <laughs> yeah I mean it was uh, it was part of the uh, what the crazy German guy who hated comic books in the 50s Friedrich Wertham yes, yeah that was his that was one of his big that was the one of his injury big to eye motif nitpicks about yeah. comic books was somebody got poked in the eye wah. yeah i remember him saying wah that was his thing before da baby before da baby wah 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 <laughs> his thing was wah his wah his thing wah. was just wah 
<laughs> yeah, he had, he had single wear. a single wear. And DaBaby really brought it to the next level with the other two wares. Um, <laughs> Attack on Titan Omnibus Trade Paperback Volume 7 is out. And this is one that I should have read. Shit. Uh, Batman, One Bad Day, Mr. Freeze. Did you check this I out? I did, in fact. It's this quite good. It's really good. Uh, it's quite, quite good. Um, it's, uh, I really like the awesome. Matteo Scalera. I think he yeah. was the artist on um, that spinoff of White Knight, but the one that had yep. to leave because yeah, yeah. he got another job and probably it's, Batman was this <laughs> comic. Uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not, uh, I'm just I extrapolating. Don't think, I don't think that was it, but it might be. I do not know, but uh, I really like the, the the Robin redesign uh, in this. It's the Dick Grayson kid Robin, but he's got like kind of like a cloaked, like, gear kind of costume uh, I thought you were going to say Dick Grayson Kid Rock costume yes he's I was got like, a Kid Rock costume cool. he's like my name is Dick <laughs> uh, uh, yeah <laughs> bought with the bond band the thing Dicky 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 uh, Dicky uh, yeah no it's cool it's, uh, I was it's... going somewhere with that <laughs> I'm sorry I cut you off no 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 <laughs> you didn't believe it uh, I don't blame you uh, no uh, Batman Superman World's Finest number nine I I like this this storyline. That B cover is the '90s variant. Oh is so God. funny, so delightful. It's my favorite of the '90s covers thus far. <laughs> just so much cape that it's blowing in both of their faces. <laughs> like yeah, it's just so much cape. It's like <laughs> looks like smoke basically. It's, it's funny that like only this is the first one so far that I think was a joke, right? Like I think, think I, that they've been well, pretty yeah, much taken been it kind of like t- like yeah they've been like kind of lighthearted but like yeah, this yeah. one is like making fun of it. Yeah, this is a yeah. literal joke. Yes. And it is a uh it is a a homage to a specific comic book cover. Yeah. Like it's a after so and so. I don't know who drew that. I can't read it on the cover. Uh don't worry, B Stars number 21 is out, so if you need that. Oh, one. excellent. Uh Black Adam number 6, another comic no one is reading. Yeah, you know who wrote it? Uh, no. Priest. God damn it. I like him. I know. It's like as soon as he gets on a comic, I swear, like, it's just like it falls off the radar. But the thing about Black Adam that I think is everybody fucking loves him. Priest? Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. But it's just like he's just on, I don't know, he's just like gets on those books. Like, yeah, yeah. But uh, Black Adam is kind of like that too. Like the movie came out and everybody, I, I did. I never read a single positive thing about that movie. And then it's like number one, like three weeks in a row. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, whatever. It's the other the thing is box that office, not a like, lot of shits going on out there right now. But, but apparently, it's a lot better than people like. Right. I don't. I people think, are enjoying it a lot more than was expected. There's there's this thing going. The predicted on. red wave didn't right. didn't. Right. This is that's what's going on with this. This is a this is a like the politics with a you know lowercase p you know it's like it's people being like marvel's better dc's better what and so marvel marvel fans are like this is garbage and i can't wait to see it fail and then it's like it was fun it was a superhero movie they punched a bunch of people and rock looks good in that costume (laughs) and people had fun i saw fucking dr fate in a movie shut the fuck up you know like everybody shut up yeah. You made a fucking movie that I enjoy. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only people that I heard say uh, shit about it was critics, and it's just yeah. like, eh, you know, Nobody like your cares job what you is think. to be critical. Like, 
you know, but like, I don't know. It's it just, wasn't made for you movie fans. It was made for comic fans. So shut the fuck up. Yeah. You don't know. <laughs> you don't understand what it's about. Well, and there's also, you know, and I haven't seen the film, so I don't know. But like, I think there's also that like Zack Snyder dark, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, ob- like just ridiculously dark. Have... So it seemed like it might f- kind of fit in with those. And maybe people just unfortunately, those that, are bad. Is, that is the problem is or that it whatever. does. Sorry if you like them. It does skew closer to the Snyder verse, but it also is part of that fucking Shazam movie that ruled, you know? So it's yeah. also, yeah. but it, it definitely feels like the other thing, but you get the fucking JSA and all that stuff. It's yeah. like, you get to see Hawkman in a movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who gives a shit? If it was a romantic comedy, I think most comic fans are going to be like, hooray, <laughs> I got yeah. to see Hawkman in a movie. I'm definitely psyched for Dr. Fate. Just like, stop everybody being so negative about everything. Yeah, I um, agree. Okay. Uh, and speaking of not being negative about things, let me tell you about a little friend of mine. A little vampire slayer <laughs> by the name of Blade. They're going to say Buffy. <laughs> uh, nope, that it's Buffy's brother, uh, Blade, the Vampire Slayer. They have the same last name, so I assume they're yes. related. Um, <laughs> holy shit, Blade Vampire Nation number one. Uh, I didn't read a ton of stuff this week, yeah. but it was my pick of the week. Nice. I fucking loved this book. Mark like, Russell. Loved it, loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. Yeah, I just, I was, I'm not following enough of the Avengers stuff that I could really pick it up and get what was happening, but it seemed cool, and it's Mark Russell, who I love. It's a complicated basic premise, but they, like, even if you aren't following it, as long as you read the entry, like, the first, the blurb at the beginning, you're pretty much on, you're, you're, it's not that hard to get into. Essentially, what happens is, there's a giant war with the vampires, and they're like, we have the same right to exist as anybody else. And they're like, yeah, but you keep killing humans. So we're basically, it's a Nazi parable to a certain extent where it's like, you can't allow fascism to exist. You just can't allow it to happen mm. or else it will put its boot on your neck. And that's just how it goes. Where, and they're like, okay, no humans can live at the site of Chernobyl. It's too radioactive. So we're going to make our own nation. Vampires can live there and it doesn't do anything to us. So we're going to move to Chernobyl, and it's going. It has its own name, and it has its own vampire. It's called like Vampiristan or something. <laughs> I can't remember what the name is, but uh, they have their own nation, and it's ruled by Dracula, of course. And the the UN was like, okay, we're going to allow you to do this one thing, this crazy thing that you're asking, but the one thing we're going to make you do is that Blade has to be the governing sheriff of this area. So basically, he's like he's the the boss man who goes around and is like keeping law and order in Vampire Land. Mm. And so this is this is a story of political corruption in this town, this this country essentially that is all vampires, and it, it's this is where it has gotten to over the course of like a couple of years. So it has, it has expanded into this thing where it was like, it started off and it was like, no, 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 we're just going to be here. And then it was like, Hey, you know what? There's a place around the edges of Chernobyl where we'll pay for you to live. If you're a human and you can just kind of hang out here. And it's like, yes, occasionally we're going to come out and hunt you for sport, but isn't it better than the life you were living before? And a lot of people go for it. Like, they build amusements. They build, like, 
a Ferris wheel and all this shit around this place to be like, you know what? You don't have to work. All these things. It's a better life for you. And all you have to do is occasionally there's a purge. We don't kill all of you. You'll probably get away. You'll probably live. You know, and it's obviously it's Mark Russell. It's going to be a giant parable for society. And it's fucking clever. And God damn it. I loved it. Nice. And then there's a reveal at the end as to the political structure that is actually at the heart of this whole thing. And of course this makes sense. This is something that I've never seen anyone do. And Mark Russell, of course, cracked something that I've never seen anyone else figure out about how a government would work if you had immortality. <laughs> and uh, it's just brilliant. It's fucking brilliant. Huh. Uh, and that's it. Uh, nice. I, I highly, highly, highly recommend Blade Vampire Nation. I'm going to grab a copy to flip through while we talk. Please do. Um, let's see. Bone Orchard Black Feathers number three is out. Buffy 97 trade paperback is out i highly recommend this as well this oh, yeah. is very fun well because no one got that uh jeremy yeah, lambert nobody. one shot this is uh, if you don't know jeremy lambert and you you might not he's the showrunner for the doom patrol series uh which i love and um i think most people who have seen it love it it's it's it, i too love it it's over the top but it's great i love it yeah anyway he wrote this buffy uh 97 which is like basically just like a buffy comic that takes place as if it were part of the original, like when the show was on, and it's perfect. It's like the best Buffy comic. Yeah, it it's really so is. It really is amazing. So that's in this trade, and then a bunch of other uh, yeah. ninety-seven related Buffy stuff. Yes, uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier special number one is out this week. I did not read that. Mm. It ties into the regular book mm. and the things oh, that happened okay. with the Winter Soldier in the last issue of that. Fair enough. Uh, we have a. Uh, a really amazing uh, horror mag. If you're familiar with Castle of Frankenstein from the old days, uh, this, I believe, is a new Castle of Frankenstein uh, from the same publisher, which is really cool. That's a great, great horror magazine. Nice. Uh, Catwoman number 49 is out. Mm-hmm. And there's a Jim Ballant cover for the 90s. Oh, I didn't even see that. Funny. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't go even further over the top than he normally does because he was given license to, but hmm. it just looks like a normal Catwoman cover that he would have done normally. Uh, and Chuck D presents Apocalypse 91, The Revolution Never Sleeps trade paperback. This is the first of several of these music-related graphic novels that we got in this week. Uh, this actually looks pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I gave it a flip, and I thought it was interesting. I knew it was going to be more interesting than most of these, just because Chuck D is involved. I like him, and yeah, I, and he's really involved in it too. It's yes. not like yeah, yeah, just this, like the name Public Enemy and Chuck D is on it. It's no, like he this is like storyboarded it. This basically. is one of these things that happens when you are in lockdown. These are like the results of being uh, in lockdown. You wind up with musicians making graphic novels and things like that, where they're like, "I don't know what else to do." Uh, <laughs> so, huh. He did uh, this, but it's great, you know. Obviously, it's tied into uh, Apocalypse '91, the the Enemy Strikes Black, that album, which is great. Yep, a uh, fucking great album. Um, very good album. And I think that's the one that has the track that every time I play that record, I have to run as fast as I can to skip it because it has a weird uh, Ku Klux Klan skit 
in it that might sound not ironic to a person in the store. And I'm like, <laughs> please stop saying these things. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yes, it's great. Uh, Dark Crisis Worlds Without a Justice League Batman number one. One this shot. is just, it's actually pretty good. This is just um, us league. No, it's, it's late. Oh. Like, cause it would have, it should have come out before the most recent issue of Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths. Son of a bing bong. But it, it's, it's good if you're following it. Well, I'll tell you about Dark Crisis Young Justice, but it's sold out, so it doesn't matter. Can't uh, find it <laughs> Yeah, I know. I need to pull it off the wall before it's sold, <laughs> before tomorrow morning. Um, it has sold out to online orders. Interesting. I wonder why. Because we don't get very many copies of oh, it. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's all right. It is all it's right. Uh, DC versus Vampires All at War number five of six is out. That's probably better than I'd. Yeah, I I don't like the the spent this spinoff one very much because I just don't really enjoy the coloring. I find it hard to follow, but it's telling kind of like behind the scenes. One of the characters that they talk about in it is that is Hawksmore from you get to see the authority in the. Oh, nice. um, in the vampire world kind cool. of cool pretty cool um we got deceased war of the undead gods jesus i love it number four it is really good this one's kind of a quieter issue not a ton of stuff happens in it but um overall series is great has a pretty sweet uh dark side doing uh magneto from the <laughs> jim lee x-men series variant on it oh nice the the b cover is that that magneto cover oh excellent <laughs> only it's, yeah. it's dark side cool uh let's see what do we got here we got demon wars shield of justice number one that's the peach momoko mariko verse no is that what they're calling it that's what i called it oh I don't know if that's what they call it. I think they call it the Demon Wars universe. Sure. Um, we have one of my favorite new graphic novels that's out this week. Uh, this is one of the reasons that I didn't get to reading enough comics is because I couldn't stop myself from reading Demon's Bloodlust by Hyena Hell. Ooh. Uh, just a, Her stuff is hilarious and wonderful, and it's just like, it is... It's the kind of shit that you just don't get anymore. Uh, it is another Silver Sprocket joint. Uh, man, but this this one is specific. This is, if you miss Tank Girl, if you miss, like, the kind of 90s books that really embraced punk rock, but also had skilled narrative, I'm thinking of, like, like it's like stray bullets meets tank girl. It's just a clear narrative, well illustrated, just really great. Hyena Hell, she's got fucking skills. I nice. love I love her stuff. Um yeah. Two thumbs up to Demon's Bloodlust. And uh there was another Demon's book that came out a while back. I think we still have it in stock. I highly recommend picking that one up too. That one's a little more hypersexual than this one. This one's just kind of about the uh the the central the central plot of this one is essentially just how hell is uh, a giant boring corporation, and that it's just dull as shit, and and it's tracks. almost indistinguishable from like an Amazon warehouse, uh, and it's pretty amazing. <laughs> I love it a lot. Uh, okay, next we have Die the massive hardcover. It's a sixty dollar hardcover, Hugh Mungo. It's one of them big old image deluxey guys. 
and uh, if you like Die, this is this is the way to get it. And uh, I love that series. So, get cool. it. Yeah. Door to Door, Night by Night, number one from Vault Comics and Cullen Bunn. A.K.A. Door Night, Toby Door Night. <laughs> door Night, Toby Door Night. Uh, yes, uh, it is Door Night, Toby Door Night, and uh, I liked this one. Yeah, it was good. Actually, I thought it was really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's not reinventing the wheel, I will no. definitely say, uh, and I think that that might actually be its strongest point is the fact that it never tries to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. It's essentially like, you're like, oh, when's the twist coming? And it's like, oh, no, there is no twist. It's just, this is just going to be a bunch of people fighting monsters. Great. Yeah. It, the, well, the twist is that they're door-to-door salesmen. Well, I mean, the, the, I guess. I mean, the twist then is revealed to the, the first twi- act. Yeah, I guess it's not a twist, but like the the, the hook. The, the hook the, is that they're, yeah. Yeah, they're door-to-door yep. salesmen. They sell... Uh, photography and uh, they accidentally pick up a monster hunter right. on their way around but it. then they also accidentally seem to have some experience in that area as well and yes they all sort of have like, like one of them is a priest who starts like doing an exorcism <laughs> like so that's just kind of like one of them okay. is a priest and one of them is like uh one of them is like yeah my family was killed by monsters yeah exactly <laughs> you know like yeah. it's fucking awesome yeah, it's, i it's highly cool. recommended it. it's you know what if you it's want very fun if you want just a fun, dumb monster story where you know you're in the right hands, where you know it's not going to just be dumb and then will continue to be stupid, it's this, because it's fucking Cullen Bunn. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. He does. Um, okay, Flash 788 is out, and I don't know oh. what it's about. Um, is it, it's The Flash is good right now. That's all I'll say. Like, if okay. you were a fan of the Wally West series, like, that's what The Flash is now. Um they saddled him with some kids, whatever. But All I've like, got is this tiny little, I've got this tiny little thumbnail, so I can't see what the cover looks uh, like. The cover is that the rogues and, have been made. There's a corrupt, uh, like, mayor of okay. whatever city he's the, in. And the, the, the corrupt mayor looks like Herschel Walker from this distance, and I'm like, it can't uh, be Herschel Walker. Yeah, it's it? not supposed to be Herschel Walker. It's supposed oh, to no, be the not. guy who used to run Iron Heights Prison yeah. no, I know and has been in the book for a while, I think, anyway. And then... Um, I the, think it's just that my brain is stuck in that world. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> he's, uh, he's, uh, 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 yeah, so uh, the, he deputizes the rogues to be cops. Yep. In, and then, of course, then the Flash becomes the criminal kind of scenario. But, uh... That B cover's pretty funny. But Lots the, of skateboards. The skateboarding cover is pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Frankenstein, New World, number three of four. Uh, also, just really, really like this Frankenstein comic. It's really yep. good. This is the continuing adventures of the Hellboy universe. It is, absolutely. This there, is, there are characters from the end of BPRD that are still running around in this. Yeah, amazing. Uh, and we, it's Frankenstein, like, literary monster Frankenstein, yeah. like the monster from Frankenstein. So great. Same same character. Uh, Funko Mystery Minis, My Hero Academia. Ooh. We got these guys. They all say exclusive on them, and I don't know what it means. Uh, I think they just might not know what the word means, and they're just using it willy-nilly. Hmm. Uh, Gambit, number five. He's uh, Sacre Blue. <laughs> uh, I got, I've got a card for you, Mon Cherry. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> I was home by myself the other day, and I was like, you know what? I should watch this old Spider-Man, this 90s Spider-Man uh, cartoon. 
I remembered liking it back in the day, and so I was like, I'm gonna watch the Mutant Agenda, like, their version of the Mutant Agenda right. crossover, and, uh, the writing is so terrible, <laughs> especially when it comes to Gambit's dialogue, because Gambit talks way too much, and he only has, like, five lines. Every single line that he has is, like, the worst line that I've ever heard anyone utter, ever. Nice. And it's always, like, a card pun that is so forced that you're just, like... Gonna have to stack the deck. That would have been better. It's like, oh, hey, Spider-Man, that was a great adventure. Your ace is with me. (laughs) And he pulls out an ace and holds it up, and everybody goes, oh, God, fucking Gambit, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Seriously, can you just not talk about cards for two seconds? Oh, uh, it's awful, but I really enjoyed it. <laughs> and also that nice. theme song by Joe Perry. Ooh, still, still slaps. <laughs> Joe Perry, I love. <laughs> I, I, I understand. Uh, the GCPD, the Blue Wall. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, it's it, a comic about cops. Yep, and that's and it. Gotham cops. It's just basically a, a, a... It's a procedural. It's a redux of uh, the Gotham City PD, of whatever that old one was. What was that thing called? Uh, it was called... What the fuck was it Wasn't it, it called? called GCPD? Maybe it was. Yeah, maybe it's just... Uh, yeah. Also, I do still hear, always hear Joe Perry's uh, name every time I hear the word, the song, Oh Sherry. Oh by, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I can't blame you. <laughs> I do too. Okay, so uh, we've got the the comic that everybody was waiting for this week. That is, of course, the Gold Goblin. Hmm. <laughs> what was they was they waiting for this? Nope. Nobody cares. Okay. Just in case you were worried, nobody gives a shit. I don't. His I mean, costume is so nondescript. Of course, I don't it understand. Is, There's nothing goblin-y about it at all. No, he looks, and, like, he looks like Iron Man. Right. Of course he does, and that's because this is going to last all of you know one issue. Until he goes crazy and becomes the Green Goblin again. Essentially, the, the the thing that's been happening is that all the other... The sub-goblins, let's call them. Your hobgoblins, your red goblin, all of the, all of the extraneous goblin folk out there. Hmm. Uh, they all love the Norman Osborn when he's all gobbly and whatnot. And so they are putting things in alignment to make him crazy again. Because he's been going on the straight and narrow acting like a superhero. Well, he uh, got purged of his sins, yes. I assume, by, by the, the sin, sin eater. eater. Yes, correct. Who didn't used to be a person with powers, was just a guy with a shotgun, but now it's somebody who actually eats sin. No, the sin eater, as in his original appearances, was literally just a guy who shot people with shotgun. He killed Gene DeWolf. Yes, he did kill Gene DeWolf. He um, was the, he killed all the B villains. Or no, yes. though, that was Scourge. Sorry. Oh yeah, that's Scourge true. was the one, but like, but but Sin Eater was just like a. I think he was just a. He was just a guy. He was just a. I feel like there was something else to him. Well, they probably I, did other stuff. To I've him. been going through that spectacular Spider-Man run where he shows up and kills Gene DeWolf and all that stuff, and I am not reading it because I'm like listing it on the website, but I'm like going through the descriptions and I'm getting like little snippets of it, and there's something else going on, but it's just. All I'm getting from cutting and pasting fucking descriptions of Spectacular <laughs> Spider-Man. Totally. And if you're looking for Spectacular Spider-Man, I'm sorry, I'm pasting it into an Excel file. It'll, I'll 
have these listed like two weeks from now. This is taking forever because there's 250 fucking issues of that series. Um, we're just trying to get every comic in the world on our website eventually. Hmm. Seems like a reasonable thing to do. Others, others would say it's a thing that you should do. Probably something that you know a comic shop should try to do at least. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, then you can be that one that like has like the the comic listed, and then you go to look at it, and it's like out of stock. Yes, that's what we plan to do for everything. Yeah. Well, no, you want you want to have some stuff in. stock. We want to have everything in stock. Uh, so okay, this is great. I wish they had done a different cover for this uh, collection, but decisions were made to avoid the original aesthetic of the comic, and uh, I dislike it but whatever the comic is still good grayson the super spy omnibus hardcover this is that uh that really fun uh dick grayson as james bond series. oh yeah yeah uh they they s- stripped it of all the 60s psychedelia that was on all the covers and in like huh and it is literally a white cover stark with just him firing a gun huh and it's really like it's really dull. It looks really, really dull. It was a pretty good series. It was, yeah. People love this series. It is like, it is some people's favorite Dick Grayson series. Yeah. Like, so I, I enjoyed I'm it. glad that they, I'm glad that they're doing this, but uh, I just question their design sense. That's all. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Gunslinger Spawn number 14 is out. Harley Quinn animated series Legion of Bats number two of six is out. Pretty fun. Yeah. We got a Horror Hound, number 45, which is out, that has all sorts of Dead Alive stuff in it, which I'm very excited Ooh. about. It's also got some stuff about Zombie and Nope, which are also very exciting. I still haven't seen Nope, I feel. I'm a bad horror fan. I can't believe I haven't seen Nope yet. Um, we have I Hate Fairyland out again. New so. issue. It is a new issue. It, it is, is a new. new number one. Yeah. Of I Hate Fairyland. Yes. Uh, pretty cool. It's so weird that Peach Momoko has to do a cover for everything, but <laughs> these are Peach the rules. Peach Momoko, it must be very fast. She is, I, I guarantee she can knock out like six covers a day. Yeah. Well, she's also doing all those Mariko-verse comics, and those are like full comics. Yeah, yeah. Plus I'm, all the one-shot stuff that she does. No idea how She's she prolific. Does yeah. Uh, Immortal X-Men number eight is out no idea what's going on i didn't either and i read it uh iron man number 25 is out also something i read that i don't understand yeah yeah they're they're just killing time until the new iron man number one comes out and it's gonna be fucking there is a backup story in this issue of iron man that's written by kurt Busiek and drawn by benjamin dewey who did uh he's the second artist from um beast of burden yeah, yeah. Um, and they do like a kind of classic, like Silver Age Iron Man kind okay. of story in it. It's pretty cool. That's fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just like, I'm not ever excited about Iron Man, but the Duggan series, I'm like, this looks great. So when the new the new Invincible Iron Man comes out next month, that's I think that's yeah. going to be the one to jump on. Yeah. Uh, Joan Jett and the Black Hearts, forty by forty. I love rock and roll trade paperback. Whoa. Yep, it's a thing. Public Enemy, Joan Jett. Who else is? Who else is putting out? We got a uh, Talking Heads. Rise Against <laughs> oh, will be okay. up later. All right. Uh, Junkyard Joe, number two. I I like it. 
it's cool. I can't believe that there's there needed to be a second issue, but yeah, I mean it does continue. It's just it's a very like, I don't know. Yeah, I would recommend it to military people. Uh, I think that it might go. have like me be of interest to someone. Also, anyone who likes GI Robot. <laughs> yes, of course, of course, anybody that likes GI Robot. Although this this is much different than the GI Robot comics. Um, still good. Gastrointestinal robot. Yes, yeah. he, he can digest he, anything. You swallow him, and he <laughs> oh, fixes okay. your gastrointestinal tract. Amazing. Yeah, it's pretty. He's a, he's a lifesaver. Um, Philadelphia Deluxe Edition Hardcover Volume One. I am definitely picking one of these up for myself because I was late to the party, and this series. Every time I pick up an issue, I'm like, "Why the fuck am I not reading this series? It looks so good." Philadelphia. Uh, nice. Hooray. Uh, and this is speaking of things that I wish I had read this week. Oopsie, Chroma by DeFelice. Did you read it? I Please tell me you read it. I did. Yeah, it's. I, I mean, I would say more. I flipped it than I read it. Sure. Um, it's. It's definitely like art heavy. The coloring yeah, yeah. is very cool. Obviously, as you would expect yeah, yeah. from a comic called Chroma. Yes. Um, but yeah, it, it was cool and a uh, good, good, solid twist ending. Um, oh, nice. I like good, that it's good. like a prestige bound, so it's like a yeah, kind it's of an a, eight dollar book, so yeah, it's a pretty big. It's a chunk investment, though. but it is a big old book. It is a chunk. Yeah, I'm. I'm interested. I love this cover. I actually love both of the covers. Yeah, cool. I, it's funny. I think you'd like it. I really. I. I had seen it solicited, and I was like, I can't wait to read this. And then it came out this week, and I just totally, like, I don't know, page blindness, something. Yeah, that happens. Well, when everything's on a shelf, it's easy to skip over something. Turns Um, out. But then also, um, I would say, like, if you like that Little Monsters, like, maybe a little bit of that kind of aesthetic into it. Um, Let's see. We also have the new Marvel Legends in, which is, it's got a bunch of what-ifs and a bunch of Loki characters. Unfortunately, we're sold out of the best one already, which is the uh, classic Loki, which is really great as portrayed in the in the TV series. Oh, nice. Excellent. So good. So friggin good. <laughs> uh, but yes, it is a build a Khonshu. So the, the build a figure is sweet. Uh, we have Looney Tunes 269 Masquerade number three of four. Um, I have no idea what that book is about. It's a Kevin Smith. Uh, maybe. Mask. I think he. Uh, I saw an ad that said Kevin Smith is back, and it said Mask Arrayed. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Masters of the Universe. We got some of these guys in. Very excited that we have more of the Sunman series in, which we have talked about a lot over the years. But uh, this was one of these things, like ten years ago. Uh, at the store we found uh, one of the original Sunman figures and we were because we couldn't figure out what this thing was uh, and it was this weird pig monster and we were like what the fuck is this thing so we look it up we go online we do all sorts of research we finally figure out what this thing is and then we find out that it's this series that's made by this woman who was like she had like associations with the Black Panthers and she was like she wanted her kids to have black characters in their lives like she was like my kids are playing with all these toys everybody's white all the heroes that they see growing up are white and this is insane you know like they can't see themselves in the figures that they have so she somehow this single mother like goes out and makes a fucking toy company and makes these 
sort of you know they're masters of the universe knockoffs yeah yeah but they're all like most of them are black there's a couple of asian characters there's a couple of like there's all sorts of stuff in this world and it's just like people of color in this world amazing it's just like it's an amazing story it's like something that we had considered figuring out how to do a documentary on and then i was like as a white guy i'm not gonna fucking walk up to her and be like i want to do a documentary about you yeah you know like i I just can't do it and i was like somebody has to do this though you know somewhere down the line someone has to figure this out because this is an amazing fucking story i've read this story of so it's been documented in some fashion i yeah but i would love to i would like to have like a legitimate documentary documentary done yeah. Uh, no, it, it is out there. I mean, I have read it. And I mean, she was used as like a pawn in a like an anti Clinton campaign <laughs> somehow because she they basically the Republicans painted her as being a communist because she went to China to manufacture toys, which anybody who knows even yeah. one thing about toys is that they're manufactured in China. Yeah. And it's like, come I on. only like my toys manufactured in Texas, Taiwan. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so insane. But, uh, you know, it's politics. People who are in politics are jerks. <laughs> who li- would have guessed? And liars. They're liars, and they're only in it to exploit other people. If it was the other side, they'd probably do it the same way. Uh, but yes, her story's cool. And this, long story short, now these characters are actual masters of the universe figures she did a collaboration with them and we have sun man and we have uh pighead spoiler alert the uh these <laughs> these characters are fighting pigs nice uh, <laughs> get it mm. uh but it's awesome fucking nice. love it okay uh mighty marvel masterworks namor the submariner graphic novel volume one nice it's out uh, Murder World Avengers number one. This was a confusing comical book. I'm not gonna lie. I love Jim Zub. I think he's a great writer. Um, I found myself not understanding. I think that there was like something I was. It felt like there was a piece missing from this, where it's like it I, starts off, and you you're like, okay, there's a new arcade. I guess it's uh, this. It's a streaming kid. Who's the new arcade, right? What happened to the old arcade? Exactly. I don't know. And then, but then something happens at the end that you're like, okay, well then wait, what? But there's like a bunch more of these one shots and it's going to be like Murder World Wolverine, Murder World Moon Knight, Murder World, you know, some other stuff. They must be going to use them in some show. And so they're just like, we're going to do a bunch of Murder World comics because there's going to be a Murder World show. And then like... They'll yeah. have, like, a trade collection of Murder World with, like, all the bankable Marvel heroes in it. I gotta say, I mean, if you could pull it off, if you could pull off the set design for a Murder World on a budget for a TV show, I mean, if it's in Daredevil, if it's in whatever, whatever series that's coming up, hell yeah, please do it. I mean, well, would Murder World just basically being, mm-hmm. like, Westworld, like, yeah, you yeah. know, kind of, like, anything that you want to imagine it to be, like, you could be, like, if you had access to sound stages, you could just be like, all right, well, well this true. Murder World is going to be this jungle yeah, yeah. set, and this one's going to be New York City. And Good this- point. You're filming the new X-Men movie that films in the, you know, the Savage yeah. Land, but they're, they're and, in the off hours, you film a Murder World thing for TV. Yeah, totally. They're, like, like how Star <clears throat> Trek would do, like, you know yeah. the gangster planet or whatever yeah, it's yeah. just like just using these western sets or whatever yeah good stuff 
Uh, okay. So, yes. Again, I don't really understand it, but I think it's going to make sense in the long run. Namor, the submariner. Uh, conquered Shores. Not reading it. Sorry. I just hate Namor so much. <laughs> Could not dislike the character of Namor more. He is literally my least favorite Marvel character. Hmm. And I hear that that is a good thing because he makes a really good villain in the in the new Black Panther movie. So yeah, I mean, really, he is an antihero if if there ever was one. You know, he's sure. just like from the beginning, the very beginning. Yeah, yeah. Like he is like he has an to be enemy of mankind, anything, but not yeah. a bad guy. Right. He hates mankind, but he has good reasons to hate mankind. Right. So that's that's fair. I get it. Yeah, I also uh, kind of hate. Have mankind. you seen Wakanda Forever yet? I'm not. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet either. God damn it! I gotta see it before literally every single plot point is ruined for me. Oh. It's one of those movies I've, that is so far so good. like I literally like I see like an image that I know is from it, and I just immediately click away from it. Like, it's so good that people can't stop telling me about every single scene. In it. <laughs> you know, that's the burden of working in a comic shop. That is, man. Yeah. I remember when the when the first Hulk movie came out. <laughs> yeah. I was working at uh, the the other shop. And uh, the I literally competition. the distinguished competition. I literally made a sign and hung it around my neck that was like, "Do not tell me anything about the Hulk movie." <laughs> like, and people still did. <laughs> I was like, "Can you read this sign that's on my chest in huge letters that says, don't fucking talk to me about the goddamn Hulk movie?'" Yep. Oh, it's cool when he fights those dogs. <laughs> oh man, Hulk fuck dogs. you! That actually was cool. You know what? That is one of my favorite superhero film comic book films that's crazy and the reason why is is aesthetic but i yeah. uh, i think is is absolutely like i hill i would die on Weird. it's the only superhero comic book inspired movie that treats the screen yeah, yeah. that divides the screen into panels Yep. And and you see and I love the 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 idea of the multiple scenes happening simultaneously. Oh, there's some really screen. clever stuff. Like, there, I, there's no denying that that movie is very it has some smart clever ideas. But, but it it has that thing with the CGI where it's yeah. like we'll just make it really dark so you can't see how bad the CGI is and it's yeah. like okay, like I don't I can't tell what's happening. And also if that movie had like a half hour less of fucking what's her face crying in a cave. Sure, I'd be I'd I'd be totally stoked. On also, that. if the dad, if the, if it was if the absorbing man was just the absorbing man and not like his dad. Yeah, yeah, that would be the one thing. Like I don't, you don't need to change it. It's like the Hulk is literally like classic. It's like there's nothing that needs to be changed there. Yeah, I agree. Does anyway. that does that make him absorbing Junior? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, Nightwing number ninety eight. First I appearance love it. of Nightmite. Nightmite. And also, like, there's, uh, there's, this is, uh, and it's perfect. They got a guest artist on this one, and the artist is fantastic for it. So, who's this artist? Dinicuolo. Oh, boy. Dinicuolo. Um, come on. Is it on page one? Is it on page two? Where the hell is it? Where is it? I assume it's on the second to last page. Where is it? I can't find the credits. Anyway, whatever. Uh, it's an artist. So there's, there is a new mite in town, <laughs> and it is a mite who is obsessed with Nightwing, 
and it's a twist on the whole fifth dimensional imp kind of deal but like one that is like I don't know, I just really like how it's handled. It's like you could, it could have been like so dumb and it actually yep. is like really like like for once the thing is it's just not an <laughs> asshole. It's like Batmite where it's like Batmite really likes them. Yeah, yeah. But like Nightmite is not an asshole. Like he's just like and yeah. just that one thing makes everything yeah. that he does different and everything that happens which different. I mean again our our writer knowing the the character and what makes the character great yeah that's also literally the core thing that differentiates Nightwing from everyone else around him mm. he's not an asshole yeah it's like everyone else in the bat family's eh, Barbara but other than that everyone else is a dick well <laughs> Tim Drake isn't a dick that's, I don't know. He kind of is a dick sometimes. He is, yeah, yeah. But like his his real his real thing is just that he's a good person, and he takes all of the things about Batman, and then he has he has taken away the generational trauma, which is like a really nice. I love that, and you know that's the kind of thing that that he does really well. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, it's great. <coughs> uh, Nita Hall's Nightmare Blog Number Ten is out. Um, we got Nowhere Generation presented by Rise Against. That's our last one. We got another one of these rock bands making comic books. And it is Rise Against. Nice. Everybody's favorite. <laughs> I remember when she came into the store. <laughs> she like, uh, they were playing at uh, probably the state. And she came in and she was so worried that like somebody was gonna see her that she literally ran into the store like kind of like looked around was like kind of darting around like looking at stuff and then was like okay and then ran out (laughs) okay bye (laughs) i know you (laughs) funny it was pretty funny uh i've never had anyone who was like so like oh god there's gonna be people and they're gonna try to talk to me and i don't want to talk to anybody (laughs) i just want to look at comics and toys uh Let's see. We got oh <laughs> uh, the first of these. I'm just gonna mention this because they're fucking hilarious. Uh, Sanrio has done this crossover <laughs> with the Naruto, so you get little adorable Hello Kitty characters dressed up as Naruto characters. Come on, nice. How can you not love that? Uh, Prodigy Icarus Society number five of five is out. Resident Alien. There's a new Resident Alien book. It's called Book of Love. And I haven't read it, but I know it's great because there have been a million freaking Resident Alien books and they've all been great. So seriously, one of my favorite series. I still have not seen the TV show. I saw the first episode and didn't manage to keep going. Just not not any reason. Just didn't do it. Hmm. Um, let's see. I, I'm going to interject something really quick. Oh. So I just read the horribly written wikipedia entry for the sin eater okay he was indeed just a guy with a shotgun just a guy with a shotgun then he was murdered and then when they brought him back he was given a special gun and when his special gun shoots you you somehow are purged of your sins but in his initial he was just a guy who had a gun he killed spider-man's friend and then was going to kill another one of spider-man's friends and spider-man beat the shit out of him yep 
and then he died. <laughs> not of his injuries. Spider-Man no, is Spider-Man blameless. did not murder him. Anyhow, Interesting. Sorry. Now he no, has a special gun that when he shoots you with it, you you regret your sins. You see, I knew and that's that, what happened to Norman Osborn. Yes, that is true. You're you're purged of your sins? Something like that. Or you face them you, or something. It just says something about they regretted it, but it literally the Wikipedia is like red. It, 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 <clears throat> if I seemed like I was not totally invested in the, yeah. the uh, uh, conversation, which I'm sorry, it's because I was trying to process the like literally like <laughs> three-year-old language that was used to write this Sin Eater <laughs> Wikipedia page and be like, Wait, who's Overdrive? Wait, where's oh, this coming from? Oh, man, from? Overdrive. That's the, the person that can supercharge any any vehicle or anything and oh. he was a, a sub character of uh, of the sin eater it was ah. like the sin eater's buddy like wheel man well apparently the sin eater wanted to kill him and he he drove he for three straight days yep. and then eventually the sin eater caught up to him and yeah that was in the most recent series that was in yeah, this it, one that it, just happened it does jump like there's like sin eater dies and then there's like there's no mention of any time happening between the two things, but oh. clearly there's a huge amount of gap because, like, the, yeah. when he comes back, it's, like, all modern stuff. Oh, interesting. But I remember okay. Sin Eater from yeah, yeah. when I was, you know, a kid. Uh, okay, we've got... Right. Sorry. From Christian Dabari, we have uh, Revolvers out this week. Revolvers number two. Nice. Uh, it's in hell. People getting shot. It's got some pretty art. Go to hell. Go to hell and be shot by guns uh yeah it's an awesome book uh check it out we've got rooster fighter <laughs> graphic novel number two. Ooh, i didn't even see that hell yeah oh is there a baby chicken that he's got to protect oh, is there man. a tiny did you get a bunch chick? of copies of this of course i fucking did are oh, you good. kidding me i'll get it next week then. uh it is so good of nice. course this i love book that first is so one fucking good my favorite manga yeah it really is probably one of my favorite mangas uh, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings, number five, is out. Shaolin Cowboy, Cruel to Be Kin, number seven of seven, is out. Uh, She-Hulk, number eight. I don't need to tell you that it's good because it has been great so far. Every issue has been a winner. Uh, we've got Shirtless Bear Fighter, number two. Obviously, I don't need to tell you that that rules. Nice. <laughs> if... If you were a person who would buy a book called Shirtless Bear Fighter, <laughs> you are going to be pleased with what is inside the comic Shirtless Bear Fighter, is what I will say about that comic book. Um, and I am one of those people, and I did love the series. I also loved uh, Grizzly Bear, uh, Grizzly Shark, and Sea Bear and Grizzly Shark. Thought they were great. They got mixed up. Uh, Something is Killing the Children, number 26. Who knew? Um, let's see. Sonic the Hedgehog is out. That nice. Is thing. Star Trek. We got one of them. The Star Trek Resurgence, number one. Star Wars Dr. Aphra, number 26, is out. Star Wars Han Solo and Chewbacca, number seven, is out. Uh, Star Wars Hidden Empire, number one, is out. I don't know anything about this book, but there it is. Um, Star Girl, The Lost Children, number one. Here is a comic book that I can't imagine. I basically, when it came in, I was like, well, I ordered too many of these because I can't imagine a Star Girl series being popular. And we are selling these things like 
fucking hotcakes. Yeah, because so. it's like, did you read? Uh, if you read the last, the thing last week, uh, uh, the new Golden Age. Yeah, yeah. It sets up this, and this is like a direct continuation of that. And I thought that was a great comic. Sure. And I'm, I'm, I don't care much about Stargirl, but I'm super psyched for this. I yeah. love these like new Golden Age sidekicks. Yeah, it's it is really good. I'm, I'm also Robot Man's dog, isn't it? Come on. I mean, he's on the cover. I, he'll eventually be in it, I assume. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm that really, who that is? The little dog? Yeah. Yeah, the robot man has a dog, oh. robot dog. That's not a first appearance uh, character. No. <laughs> um, I mean, none of them are at this point, but, like, they're all, most of them are new. Like, there's, like, uh, I don't know, Our Man has a, a kid sidekick, and, uh, <laughs> oh, man, I'm just, I'm a Minute total, Lad? Minute Lad. Is it? I'm, I'm sure. I don't know. I'm 100% here for John Henry. Like, I just, I love that, like, John Henry is part of DC continuity again. Or for the first time, I guess, really. Um, I know it's diluting the vision of Darwin (laughs) Cook and all that stuff. And obviously, it's not quite the, you know, but. Yeah, yeah, but still. I don't know. I just think it's it's great. And I'm I'm 100% here for Cherry Bomb as well. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Thunderbolts number four is out. Titans United Blood Pack number three mm. is out. No one in the world is reading it. I'm uh, reading it because I'm a sucker. <laughs> uh, TMNT Ongoing Collection Trade Paperback Volume 2 is out. These are the big ultimate omnibus type editions. Nice. Uh, we got the last Ronin NECA figures. We've got the unarmored version of the last Ronin out now. We had the armored version uh, a week ago or two weeks ago, whatever. Uh, Tokyo Revengers Omnibus Volumes 5 and 6 together is out. We have a trade of Transformers Last Bot Standing, which is apparently very, very good. Yeah, people Um, loved it. People were super into this book. So I might actually check it out because I... I'm told very often to read Transformers comics because they're always like way better than they're supposed to be. So I'm, I'm kind of curious. Uh, you know what else I think is probably going to be better than it's supposed to be? Two-headed chicken. Uh, uh, it well, is a kid's book, and it's really it looks really good. <laughs> how could a comic called Two-Headed Chicken not be good? That's kind of what I was thinking. Uh, there's a moose that is very hungry and wants to eat them, and it chases them across the country. Uh, Ultra 7, Mystery of the Ultra 7, number 4. Universal Monsters Frankenstein Accessory Pack. Stop that. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, (laughs) It's done. The NECA Accessory Pack is, uh, it's the big Frankenstein table. Uh, What in the Remco series would be known as the Monsterizer. It is, uh, it's really awesome. It's right in front of me and it is pretty cool looking. And it comes with the, uh, it doesn't come with the Frankenstein, but it comes with an extra head for Frankenstein so that you can give him the wrapped up face oh. version while he's on the table. It's great. So you you get the Frankenstein figure and then you can switch the you head can swap with the this. head out. Yep. Uh, it's super great. This is NECA is really killing it with their their monster stuff. The we have the glow monsters that they put out a while ago that yep. are like a complete uh, homage to the to the Remco stuff. It's just really, really good. Uh, Usagi Yojimbo Trade Paperback Volume 4, Crossroads is out. Excellent. Voyages, uh, I think. Voyages? Voyages. Sure. <laughs> V-O-Y-A-G-I-S. I think it's Voyages. Okay, sure. Voyages. 
Um, <laughs> I think it's. I think the word is Aegis, and it's a portmanteau of voyage and Aegis. But uh, who knows? Uh, Wakanda Aegis. number two is out. Um, Walking Dead Deluxe number fifty one is out. Uh, we've got a facsimile edition of Wonder Woman 204, the first appearance of Nubia. This is the first one of these that I was like, did you just, they just scanned the comic. Like, it's literally just a scan of the, it looks like a yo book to me. And I think that, like, the cool thing about the facsimiles is that they do, like, they have these, like, archival, but I think the ones that they've done previously have all been Golden Age issues. So they have, like, archival scans of them because of the you know, those books that they put out right. and, and this one, they just literally just like took a copy of Wonder Woman two four and scanned it. It's yeah, like, I mean, it's possible. They don't have anything to, to get the archival stuff from. Yeah, it might be. I mean, it's a, it's a all right issue. It's to me, like, I mean, obviously it's the first appearance of Nubia. That's why right. it's, it's there, but it's like, it's just a Don Heck illustrated issue of Wonder Woman. It's, it's like really notable. I oh I I mean I use the hashtag, hashtag good as heck a lot so uh you know I'm a fan of sure. Don Heck but uh it's he he tends to draw some pretty unremarkable 70s and 80s comics. Yeah. Um, I can see that. And uh yeah, this is notable because it's the one where I Ching gets killed. Um, cause it's like the, it's the one where she How goes racist is that character. I can't oh, he's incredibly racist. Oh, um, <laughs> this is basically like when Mo- wonder woman went mod, um, oh, yeah. then this is the last issue of that. Cause it was extremely unpopular. So what they did was they executed her entire supporting cast Jesus. in the first half of this comic. And then at the end they're like, Oh, Hey Diana, that reason why you've been like running around in your cool mod clothes and doing your cool thing is because of this X reason. And now we're going to unhypnotize you and make you wonder woman again. And then she just immediately puts on her costume and is like, tell me the origin of the Amazons. And then Nubia hangs out with her. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, That's how they did it back then. That is how they did it back then. We got Wind Throne, which is wind with a Y. Uh, Throne in the Sky, number four of five. Young Hellboy, Assault on Castle Death, number three of four. Fun. Yes, of course. And the sixth uh, big-ass trade of Young Justice is out as well. Oh, cool. And those are like those $35 DC trades that are like, you know, Mm. not quite phone books, but they're, they're sizable. They're not... They're not screwing around with those, which is great, because Young Justice deserves that kind of treatment. So it's really good stuff. Nice. I like it. And that is it. We got it. We did it. Uh, Just over an hour, but we did it. Um, Anything else? Uh, Not not for me. Perfect. Nothing for me either. The Sin Eater never had powers until recently. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, and uh, you can follow us at Coast City Comics. Uh, you can follow us at I'm Actually Comics. And you can buy things from CoastCityComics.com. Please do. And please do that. Uh, and you can follow Bob at Dollar Binge. You can. I am, I am, I'm always posting. On the Instagram. And by always, I mean several times a week. Nice. Uh, yeah, cool. And we will see you next time. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.